0: We desperately need to redo those jingles. Books. (laughs) Not that jingle, that jingle's ears.
1: Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And
2: I'm Al. And I am
1: Brett. And this is Fools With Tools, a podcast for the questionable quill right. So, gentlemen, how are we? What's everyone up
2: to? Brett. I got a video out this morning, which is nice. But it was a follow-up to the forge stand video that I uh, put up a couple weeks back. I just got uh, quite a few questions and um, messages from people asking about the benefits, plus or minuses, what have you, about coal forge versus propane forge. Everything in the video was just what I've learned over the last couple of years, having talked with a bunch of better smiths. Seems to have sparked a little bit of debate in the comments section already, which is fun just to see, you know, like, oh, I used to ask that same question too, or I used to be very gun ho on Coal Forge only, and that's what it has to be, and clearly I've learned otherwise since then. So, hmm. it's nice. I'll be looking forward to seeing just kind of what people get into in the comments section. I feel like I haven't had an in, an engaged video like that in a while, so yeah, it's nice. We have a little bit of progress on the cabin property, which I'm excited about. Unfortunately, I had to take a couple steps back and request some more paperwork before I can keep moving forward. But I'm supposed to be hearing the response from this company about energy calculations, whatever, something that's not very interesting to anybody else. But once I get that piece of paperwork, I should be able to submit it. And and kind of uh, it's really just a question of paying for a few of the permits and and red tape and I should be able to keep moving forward so very excited for that I've got a little bit of work to do with everybody's favorite young lad Mike Montgomery this week which I'm very excited about he actually wants to come to the forge and we're gonna have a day with Mike Montgomery swinging a hammer (laughs) I'm quite looking forward to it but over the last couple of problems with that oh the enthusiasm is going to be real but i've actually been uh helping mike out over the last couple of weeks which is been... just got, i've
0: just got images of chris picking up that fucking hot thing off the <laughs> <airplane>. <laughs> and it's sticking to his hand yeah there you go
2: <laughs> i feel like the safety talk is going to be yeah. this is the uh... floor <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but we've been working on a few things over the last couple of weeks. Mike's just needed some help because he's got a thousand things going on. So I've been spending a bit of time with Mike and helping him film and whatnot. And I'll tell you guys, as people who film and produce media, Mike got a the new Sony camera as well as a DJI oh, yeah. gimbal, like the nice one-handed gimbal thing. Holy yeah. shit. If, if anybody listening to this wants to watch Mike's house reveal video, where he announces that he bought a house. He just put it up yesterday, so a couple days when this comes out. I'm running the camera, and good golly, Miss Molly, there's these tracking shots, and I'm just dulling around the inside, and I get to kind of nerd out on how good this gimbal was and how smooth the shots were. (laughs) Just like, man, I am amazing at capturing video, Uh, (laughs) which really, it's just having a super high-quality camera and a super high-quality gimbal. Aside from that, I'm working on the fossil display sculptures a bit uh, and making some progress on that i'm not really filming any of it because it's a bit repetitive based on what i did for the first couple of videos got a million things going on but all positive and and stuff to look forward to cool that's it brilliant
1: uh yeah no that sounds really good and to be fair i mean the step up from any camera to like a any kind of big step up is so fucking mind-blowing (laughs) Like going from walking around with my camera that has absolutely no stabilization whatsoever, no autofocus um, or no continuous autofocus or anything like that, to then getting to use uh, Mike from TA Outdoors, getting to use his camera, which was, you know, that's that's still a like five-year-old camera that was an okay camera when he got it, not a particularly great one. And just the difference in that was like, oh, shit. This is what you can do with like a little <laughs> bit of money. Um, yeah, yeah, I can imagine. That I feel like it's difficult to
2: justify going. Well, that would be you know eight thousand dollars if if you yeah. were to get the same setup. Um, it's kind of tough to take that big of a leap, but yeah, it's also tough to realize what the quality changes and just go, man, <laughs> how how do I justify that? How do I figure yeah. out how to make that money appear and then justify the purchase? <laughs> But, but you you know, you make pretty amazing videos in the Forge there, Steve. And Eh. given that you're working with such an old kit, um, I'm still constantly surprised on what you can do.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, Al, what about you? What have you done? Why have you got a bush on your... Uh, dining table. So it actually looks like a bird's nest. What is
0: that all about? <laughs> the tree on the dining table doesn't stand out to you either.
1: Yeah, but well, well, the tree's fine. The tree makes sense. It's the the dead bush that's there.
0: The bush is uh, a conglomerate of materials that I have picked from the hedgerow, uh, and it's part of a costume that I'm making. <laughs>
1: is, is the costume a nest? Are you um, going, not not a nest. No. Okay.
2: It'll be done. Are by you this making, Friday, so, are yeah, you okay, making a wearable manger?
0: Uh no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: are we just gonna spend the whole it's, podcast? It's getting incredibly
0: abstract and specific.
2: So you you either will know or you will not. Yeah. What? Well, you don't want to exposit exactly what it is to everybody? You and... will find out on Friday of this week.
3: <laughs>
2: Amazing. Boy. Cool.
1: Right. Uh what, what else have you got up to
0: then? Um, well, as you can see, I've brought the Christmas tree in because yeah. it is tomorrow, 1st of December. So it's time for Christmas decorations to go up. Um I I have it's, a... not. What?
1: <laughs> it's the 29th today.
0: <laughs> is it? Yeah. Yeah. So so tomorrow it's the end of November. So I've put my yeah. fucking Christmas decorations up. I'll put them up tonight, so fuck you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I've got a living tree that lives in a pot outside. So every year I just bring it in um, like a naughty dog. Um, So this week, I don't know if you caught on Instagram or Facebook that um, a certain prop shop in Berlin um, has made some wonderful handmade ornaments Mm -hmm. um, of everyone's favorite animal, the pangolin, um, to help raise awareness on the world's most trafficked animal. Um, and I helped out with just a bit of packaging for the for the ornament, uh, which is super nice. Really simple box, um, but just a bit of fun with some little pangolin illustrations and stuff on the box. So if anyone's lucky enough to order them, because I think there's only 15 of each, um, wow. limited run, you will get a beautiful handmade ornament and then this this little bit of fun packaging as well that it comes in. Yeah. Um, so got that got that sent out for pre. Um We also. I have designed the sketches for my next build. Um, I've not actually started on building it yet, but I've done all the layout on sketches, and I wanted to plan this one out because it's something where I'm trying to use old scrap wood from the table. Yeah. So I can't buy anything. So it's, there's lots of calculations just making sure I've got the right mm-hmm. dimensions and stuff like that, and it's it's to fit something of a certain size, so I can't wing it. <clears throat> so there's quite a bit of planning going into that one. Um, And again, as of tomorrow, AKA the 1st of December or (laughs) by the time this comes out, depending on how good bread is is at getting out, um, from Tuesday, I will be doing a little kind of advent calendar, fun competition thing on my Instagram account. Nice. So every day there's going to be a little um, illustration and there's going to be just a little bit of fun um, every day of of December through to Christmas. Nice. um so i've planned all that out and i'm just going to start that and then that's going to start rolling from the 1st of december mm. um and that is pretty much me cool
2: i am intrigued
1: yeah i'm just I'm a bit a of fun well yeah, but but, yeah but everyone's funny, fun
2: you know when tim did the initial uh lockdown throwdown yes. challenge and i was drawing a bit it was i i really do genuinely miss just drawing and doodling and scratching. Um, I would love to make proper. I don't know. Schedule out some time if, yeah. if you're going to be asking for sketches. I miss doing it. And Steve, that comment you made, I don't know, a few weeks back or a couple months back, you were like, you used to do drawings of all your builds and everything. I'm like, <laughs> I did. Yeah. And God damn it, why am I not doing that anymore? <laughs> I feel so th- like everything is just so like, okay, now I start yeah, this yeah. and I don't even yeah. think about it. So I, and yeah. then and then it's December.
0: Um, yeah. but this this isn't yeah, this is not a competition in that sense. It's not for like. I mean, other people can join in if they want, um, but yeah. this is this is me putting like a little quiz up every day. Ah, like, that's great. Um, and just to your point, Brett, like, oh yeah, I really love that, and I really, I really, I think I did one of Tim's um sketch things yeah. just because I just I just couldn't find the time to do it. Um, and when I do do stuff like that, do 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 um. I go way go way overboard and do yeah. far something far too detailed. So it's, not could, so it's not something I could. That's so unlike you. It's not something you can do every fucking day. Like I'm not. I'm not saying that it's not viable or not fun. Yeah. Um, but for this, I'm deliberately kind of restricting myself to quite a simple execution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just so it means that every day I can actually, I am able to do it. You know, maybe an hour or two sketching, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then get this out. But you'll see. Anyway, hopefully it's fun. Nice. Yeah.
1: Cool. Um, I look forward to experiencing that. Uh, sounds. Yeah, I think fun.
0: it will, as, as to Brett's earlier point about engagement, it will
2: ruffle a few feathers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always uh, into that. Steve, what have you been up to? And also, uh, Jess got two Forge books yesterday, but mine was not one of them. <laughs> I was very sad. I had to look through them, and I was very happy. I'm still waiting on mine so where's yeah. my book <laughs> uh
1: pass uh out I'll, I'll send all of the shipping out um uh, fair enough yeah no we we've we've just been fucking busy to be honest um we've had a hell of a lot of work on and it's just been a case of cracking on with all that um nothing particularly exciting uh i've again my my personal life has been fucking thrown up in turmoil again but it's uh seems to be an ongoing theme at the moment um but outside of that like it it really has just been work 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 um so yeah there's, there's nothing really exciting to give updates about there's the video that i'm working on that i it it's supposed Can to be you a not ten... talk about it <laughs> uh no because it, it's for the client. it's for a client it's not oh we're not putting it out on our our channel we're we're doing it for the client um sure. and their kind of um thing was they want a 10 minute video and i had f- f- six hours of footage oh my um God. and there's like probably about an hour's worth of footage that i was like okay i'm happy to get rid of that and then all of the rest of it was like oh but this looks really nice and oh, but man. without this bit you, it doesn't explain that bit and yeah <laughs> so it's it's been fucking horrible trying to get rid of all of that I agree. um and uh yeah, i was supposed to finish it off uh this weekend but with everything that's happened i've i've been a little distracted so i've not actually managed to get it done uh so i should be working on that uh as soon as we finish recording and probably tomorrow night and the night after um <laughs> so yay uh but yeah and so because of all that uh my head has been a little bit all over the place so i i don't think i've i would have been able to have um assisted the guys in coming up with a topic i was going to make out like i would come up with a topic when we all know it's how <laughs> that comes up with the topic but uh it was just to segue into the fact that we're going to finish doing the questions well, um... no, 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 no
0: asterisk, asterisk. Well, <laughs> we're going to attempt to finish the questions there's still more to come after this oh, only me. because you guys were so good at sending in questions that's all yes yeah it's you, not you guys are the real them. heroes here yeah. yeah it's not that we're um... bad it's that you're good
1: <laughs> uh so yes uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go straight into it. Uh, so, the birthday boy, uh, James from Malta, make um, happy birthday, happy James. Happy birthday, James. Um, would like to know. Uh, would you rather make videos that people want to stop what they're doing and watch, uh, like just quickly watch on their phones, or ones that people look forward to going home, putting it up on the big screen and watching it as the highlight of their day, as in <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> As in, I, I'm assuming, like, as in if if they're at work and they're just putting it on whilst they're doing something else or if it's something that they really want to sit down and, and
2: watch properly.
1: Oh, you're, pointing, you're,
2: at pointing, at. <laughs> yeah, you're d- pointing at me. Al's just pointing at...
1: Well, at the moment, he's pointing at my lamp. So I'm like, the lamp doesn't care. Down?
2: Up? Ar- around. Yeah, are you doing the Konami code? <laughs> Same. Uh, okay, I'll I'll take this one. Um, I've had... A few people comment in in such nice ways about how they stop and watch it or how they they start their morning off where they sit down in front of their television and watch whatever video I have. Sometimes they have kiddos watch it with them, and they'll send me messages or photos of it. I love it. I love seeing that people do that Um, personally, and this is 100% opinion-driven. I like to think that I put enough um, production value into my videos where you know, they're enjoyable to watch regardless of what the content is because so rarely am I trying to educate anybody or give any kind of specific uh, stepped out process that you need to really watch, you know, in, in such a way to rebuild or remake the thing that I'm making. From my perspective, I, I love knowing that people can sit down for 10 to 15 minutes and just hopefully enjoy a video that I put out regardless of what the the build or the content is. If I had to project it out towards anybody else, there were moments uh, early on when I was watching some of like Jimmy's tips videos or, you know, random table video, I would have them on in the background because it was just kind of like good white noise and I could look up and check in every now and then. But because they were 20 minutes long, it's like, right, he's making a leg for the table for the next five minutes. He's making the rest of the legs so I can kind of look away. I don't really need to follow along super, super closely, but it was enjoyable to be able to throw a playlist of a hundred videos up and just let them roll
1: yeah i mean i think f- like for for me when i'm watching um when i'm watching stuff if it's if it's because i want to know how to do a specific thing as in you know i i need to know how to rewire a plug or i need to know how to cut up thing with a table saw or whatever that's gonna be the kind of video that i'm gonna jump on I'm going to skip through and be like okay just get to the bit that i actually want to know the same as if you're searching for a question on google you don't read every bit of the article or if you if you're looking up a recipe you don't read the fucking three pages of gumph that food food blogger 63 has put up on there about why they really <laughs> like pumpkin spice you just go straight down get to the recipe right that's what i need done off um, and that's kind of how I see a lot of the the how to videos. It's like it's mm-hmm. it's just I just want to get in and and know how to do the thing. Um, can I
0: just can I just sorry? Can I just justify your how to wire a plug thing? That isn't
1: necessarily relevant for everyone else around the
0: world. Like in Europe, a plug is just two pins and they're yeah. interchangeable, so it yeah. doesn't matter which way you wire up a plug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's yeah. only really for like the UK where there's three pins and each one of them is specific. Yeah, and eight, there's two pins and they kind of have to be that way up. But yeah, <laughs> like some people you don't have,
1: you don't even have to look up how to wear a plug. Yeah, because they're deadly. Yeah, but that's why we get better electric. Um, it's true. None of this one ten volt shit. shit. Uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So, um, but the other, the other kind of end of the spectrum is videos that i actually i do want to sit down and and properly watch and i think that's kind of more the sort of stuff that um that we're going with with the forge channel like even when i was doing the moonshot metalwork stuff it was never really uh like how-to video it was here's me dicking around in the workshop making some dumb jokes like it it was it was about entertainment more than education and that's kind of what the the forge stuff is it's 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 entertainment. I mean, like the video that I'm working on at the moment, we're going to um, take the footage from that and put it up as a much longer video on the Forge channel. But that that's probably going to be nearly an hours long video. Um about, about, yeah.
2: But I can't wait to watch it.
1: <laughs> but that, like, we want to put it up as something that people actually genuinely want to sit down, you mm-hmm. know, grab a, grab a drink, grab some popcorn, put it on the big TV and sit down and watch rather than just, skipping through to see the best bits sort of thing um Mm -hmm. so yeah like i think for me i'm I'm much happier doing something where people make an effort to watch and i'd rather have like 60 people that sit down and watch it from start to finish and really enjoy it than 160 people that watch it but have it on in the background whilst they're doing 12 other things and don't really pay attention to what's happening
2: Right. I think this is a pretty skewed perspective to talking to the three of us because Al, <laughs> Al is in the same vein of like, he specifically creates videos that if you watch them very attentive or if you're very attentive when you watch yeah. them you will pick up on the nuance or the references or the Easter eggs or what have you. So if you're trying to watch one of videos, just one of Al's videos in passing, you're going to miss a lot of the fun. Yeah. And even the informational bits. Like If you're not paying attention, it it happens pretty quick. Yeah, so, yeah. It's, it's a bit skewed between the three of us. Like I sit down to watch your videos for the Forge and Al's videos. Like I will not be distracted while I watch them. I want to yeah. give them my full attention.
1: But then, that being said, there's nothing wrong with a, a a quick and easy, like quick and dirty video. It's just the fact that that's not what I particularly want to produce. Yes. Um,
2: but yeah, so here we go. <laughs> Media is very opinionated and salt <laughs> preference. Uh,
1: Right, Al, you're next.
0: Right, let's go. Okay, cool. um, This is from Inside Al, and it is, how the hell does Jamie Reader seem to be omnipresent on all the social media, WhatsApp and YouTube simultaneously?
1: Okay, I'm going to answer this, because this is a very quick answer. <laughs> Can you remember the uh, the film about hackers that had Nicolas Cage in it that was, is it Swordfish? Pretty sure it was no, swordfish.
2: it didn't have Nicholas no. Cage in. That's Hugh Jackman. Hugh and John Halle Berry's and Halle Berry's
0: breast. Halle
1: Berry, yes, 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 yes. John Giraro, that's who I was thinking of. Um and, <laughs> so we
0: did there with the face off.
1: Yeah. And um, <laughs> fuck's sakes. And there's that scene where they sit down and there's someone sat at a computer that's got like 15 monitors on it and they're all different sizes. Yep. That that's Jamie's office in his, his house. house. That's what it looks like. That's why he's omnipresent because he has. All of them open at all times. Um, he's almost as bad as uh, Andy Pugh, but not quite. Andy Pugh is still still beats him most of the time.
2: Good answer. Yeah. There
1: you, go. so, there you go. That's that one done.
2: Brett, you've got the next one. I do. And John D. Harvey's swinging for the fences on this one. Describe your dream shop. Include location of shop, size of shop, and content. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think John's just looking for ideas. He just, he just yeah, wants yeah. To steal it's all the ideas in detail ideas. with measurements
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the price And Al was an affiliate. Include
2: list. yeah, Al in the show notes. Please include a scale drawing of everything that you're talking. About. <laughs> you joke, but that's essentially what I did on uh, Makers International
0: in <laughs> order to in order to build a hack shack. It was like an episode <laughs> of like ask you questions. Anything you want. I was like, what do you think is a good layout for a, for a workshop? <laughs>
1: I mean, I think we've all like, we've, we've all talked about, uh, like our dream shop locations and I, I, I think pretty much everyone knows that mine would be somewhere with a big river, uh, with a water wheel to power it all. And, you know, in terms of, um, the size, I, I think I probably actually, I'd like to be like Jimmy. I'd like to have several different shops, each one with an assortment of random shit in it, um. Because, you know, there's, there's times where I do just want to go and sit in a nice little workshop and tinker away with a small project, but then there's going to be other times where I want to make a like 40 foot long sculpture sort of thing. Like it's (sighs) realistically, um, I don't need a huge workshop. Like realistically, the workshop I've got at the moment is plenty big enough. It's just the floor's not level and there's no plumbing. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't think it needs to be huge, but obviously the bigger it is, the more shit you're going to fill or the more shit you're going to put in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in terms of contents, like the stuff that I've already got, obviously I, I'd quite like a a table saw and a decent sized planer jointer um, just so that I can do a little bit more woodworky sort of stuff. Um, but I think the most important thing would be John D. Harvey himself. <laughs> quite like to have him just... <laughs> just sat in the corner of the shop on a stool just just chilling
2: yeah making weird cthulhu stuff go on exactly Al. so i am um,
0: i mean i'm i'm content with what i've got um but sort of earlier on this year before everything went to shit um i kind of was toying with the idea of just looking at like different rental properties where i live yeah. just to see if it was even viable if there was anything like that would suit my needs um and it turned out there wasn't (laughs) because it's to to get somewhere that's like a one bedroom or has facilities somewhere or an outside that you could put a workshop yeah it's very limited in an urban environment um but i came across actually one place and it was an old like it said it was an old school house, but it didn't look like a school and it certainly didn't look like a schoolhouse. It was just a standalone building on its own. Yeah. That I think maybe had been used as like a special school. So inside it looked like little doctor's surgeries and like little offices and like, you know, very much like school decor, but the building mm-hmm. itself was just like almost imagine if you had like terraced, sh- like, like old school terraced, like shops. Yeah like old banks and old yeah, pubs yeah. and stuff. And you knocked all of them down apart from one. It, it was yeah. like that, like three stories. <laughs> it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it had a load of like outhouses. Yeah. And it had like a little tarmac area to park park vehicles on. Obviously, it was the car park for whoever worked there. So it had its own yeah. car park. It had all these little sheds and outhouses stuff. And then it was kind of backed onto a, a metal fabrication place. Hmm. And it was in the middle of nowhere. It was on like a street, like in in like a sort of semi-industrial area. Yeah. And I was like, this is fucking perfect. Like you could live here because it was residential. Yeah. It had all the amenities. It had workshops. It had space. You wouldn't yeah. be upsetting anyone because like I can't I can't really fire up the forge without upsetting my neighbors. <laughs> right. um, and so, the, you know, and I can't work past – 10 11 o'clock at night, yeah. which is normally when I'd be like in my prime working time, mm-hmm. because again, I can't, I can't use any loud tools or anything. Yeah. So this, this was fantastic. And like, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily that the space was good or it had this tools or it had this layout or anything. It was just away from people. So I wasn't, because even Steve, like even as remote as the forges, you had yeah. trouble with like, you don't have to make noise. Yeah.
3: Um,
0: you know, I literally yeah. live in a row of fucking domiciles. Like, I can't make any yeah. noise. So, I'd love to have a place where I'm not. I'm not worrying about affecting other people. So, yeah. location wise, for me, that would be perfect. Yeah. And then space wise, like your to your point, Steve. <clears throat> this had like multiple units, so it's yeah. like, oh well, I can just stay in that bit because it's small, and I'm not worrying about heating the whole. foot. you know, talk about Jimmy's place, and I just think about Brett shivering in the corner in this <laughs> massive like huge industrial warehouse that you can't heat yeah and just has holes everywhere and you're like okay i'll <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll just go and stand by the forge for all yeah. day um so i mean size is not yeah. necessarily you know it, it's not something that i think oh i really want this huge warehouse yeah, like workshop yeah not really I'd rather, I'd rather goldfish it and just have
2: something that suits the needs of what i want yeah right i mean i can attest to that al just if i'm thinking about logistics I'm sure some of this, you know, the whole dream shop idea is like, oh, you have, you know, money's not part of it or you don't really have to think about uh, the nuanced factors of having a giant workshop. But the amount of times that it was just, you know, you got to walk 50 feet to the back of the shop just to get the (laughs) thing that you're (laughs) looking for. Wow, that's so far away. Like there were nice moments of going, wow, we wouldn't be able to build 16 of these tables if we didn't have a big yeah. enough workshop for it yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there are aspects of it that make a lot of sense but i think it all just has to do with the um you know your efficiency and how you optimize the space i have been kind of surprised by my tiny tiny little workshop you know 120 square feet is not big by any means yeah and i'm making that thing work for me because it's what i can do right now now, in the future, you know, Ben's building a property and we're going to be putting like a 40 by 60 workshop on it. Mike has ideas to get a more permanent building on his property as well. Um, Honestly, you know, think of Jimmy's machine shop like you guys yeah, have both been there between the machine shop and the little out area where we were blacksmithing. If that's just one person's blacksmithing shop yeah. and it had uh rolly doors like barn doors that you could open <laughs> yeah. up and close i i thought about that a bunch of times during the colder months while i was up there I'm like man if the interior of that space was just my workshop and i didn't have near as many tools and mm-hmm. and giant lathes as jimmy did and then the little blacksmithing area in the back I'm like that's pretty ideal you can yeah. use, you know, he used the ceiling to hold like tape rolls and, and random clamps and things like that. So you're, you're able to grab and touch everything that you I love need. that. I, I love yeah.
0: having everything like close and tucked away. And like, just like if it was just this huge sports hall with just individual things placed, yeah, like, you know, it would just feel so disparate and so like unconnected. Like, I like the fact that that tool is next to that tool and they're kind of yeah. friends. And it's like, um, Beauty and the Beast, you know, like all these things come to life <laughs> right. at night, and they're all yeah. they're all they're all friends. So, like, I, well, I like the the claustrophobicness. Yeah, yeah.
2: I I think as far as the uh, content making or just the random video stuff that I I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. I love the idea of being able to build a few different like vignettes, if you will, or kind of backdrops that I can, because my brain works in such a way where it's like this is the metalworking area, so like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. themed metalworking yeah. area. You know, everything about it says this is where you work on metal um you know i obviously love the slatted kind of ship's interior that i've done for the last couple of shop spaces but i have enough nerdy stuff little trinkets and and whatnots that i'd love to have a space for or like this is my kind of clean crafty nerdy area where all my little zelda figures sit and, and whatnot and i can't do that right now so i'd love to have a shop space that I can kind of quarter things off as well. Like I yeah. don't need a big shop space, but I would love to have enough wall space to be able to create, create my own little individual areas right now. It's all in one. Yeah. And so cold dust is all over everything. And, you know, I have to keep taking the little dust brush that I have and kind of dusting <laughs> things off just because so I don't like the skulls getting too dirty and the leather I, dries out. And I'm like, God damn it. You know, man. that's why Jesus invented leaf blowers, right? Yeah. You can just-
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Getting all painless out of the bag, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, because c- for me, I think I've I've said about it before. Like, I around here, there's loads of old farms that are in various states of disrepair, and that's exactly what I want. Just yeah. a, a a small house and then a shitload of outbuildings that I can, you know, you you can turn one into a, a metalworking area and one into a woodworking area and one into a pottery or whatever. Um, I like the idea of having enough space that if you want to take on a bigger project, you've you've got the scope for it. But I I don't know. I think it's like my my ideal workshop for me being someone that doesn't actually have a space that is their own, because it's all rented and you know, it doesn't have plumbing or it's owl's workshop or it's you know a, a random bit of outside floor space at, at my dad's or whatever. The ideal workshop for me would be the one that I owned and that I could do whatever I wanted with. If I wanted to knock down a wall, I could knock down a wall. If I wanted to put an interior wall up, I can put an interior wall up because having interior walls is a huge difference, especially if you've got that big open sports hall space, like you said. Like you, If you create little bays, then they don't even need to have a roof on it or anything like that, but it, it can really focus you in on, yeah. on that little task that you're doing. Um, and I'd quite like to have a, um, a nice warm-ish office in uh in my workshop as well so i could like do video editing and things like that but but yeah uh i think that's it uh so next question from mr alan Schannel: um big spoon or little spoon and um, i mean i I'm, I'm gonna say it depends if it's uh if it's alan then obviously i i want to be the big spoon and i want to cuddle him and stroke his little head um but if if I'm being cuddled by someone like Al, then I, I want to be Little Spoon. I want to I want to feel that lovely beard on the back of my head. It's
0: really inappropriate <laughs> message just popped up on the message Um <laughs> 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 this conversation. Um, sexual innuendo aside, Little Spoons um, are a lot more enjoyable because you get to take little bits at a time. Yeah. So I've started eating my food with like tiny spoons just to make it last longer (laughs) because otherwise i'm just shoveling it in to my mouth all the time so yeah
1: i do that with milky way uh the milky bar yogurts like i'll i use the smallest spoon possible otherwise Uh, i just eat it in one
0: example steve perfect example is like a chocolate mousse or something (laughs) (laughs) just like (laughs) if i could legitimately do this in one spoon if i if i wanted to (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) And, and i have done on many an occasion there you go um Brett, anything to add to that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think you guys both nailed it, to totally. be honest. <laughs>
1: uh, oh, do you want to take the next one? I just
0: realized that I was greedy and it wasn't even deliberate. Um, so, Graham Dallas asks: Any advice on how I keep up with 250-plus YouTube channel subscriptions and countless podcasts and still continue to function in life? Uh... I assume this question was asked relatively early on in the whole, uh, lockdown scenario. So maybe the attitude has changed <laughs> now to, I've run out of it, uh, <laughs> I've run out of podcasts <laughs> to listen to. Has anyone got any good YouTube uh, recommendations? But yeah. yeah, what do you do? Cause I'm, I'm in a similar vein that I've got a lot of YouTube subscriptions, um, and there's no way I'm going to watch them all. So do you yeah. prioritize, do you, is there a bit of triage going on? What's, what, what's your approach, Steve?
1: I, yeah, I do a little bit of triage because I'll be honest, I've got a, a shitload of YouTube subscriptions, but the vast majority of time that I use YouTube is background noise. So my, um, my like YouTube homepage is completely different to my subscriptions page. Um, and I tend to sit down at the, excuse me, at the TV or the PC or whatever, um, and if I know I've got a bit of time and I, I'm like, oh, someone's just released a video that I really want to watch, then yeah, I'll sit down and I'll watch it um, and I'll, I'll go to my subscriptions page and go through. Generally now, I, I don't watch every video from every person I've subscribed to. I just, I simply do not have time. Um, I've moved a lot more into um, into podcasts and audiobooks just because I can, I can do that whilst I'm at work. Um, and... I used to be able to watch loads of of YouTube videos whilst I was at work because I worked in IT. I worked in an office and, you know, I was doing twelve hour shifts and three hours of work in that shift. Um, but uh, but now I you know I I don't get home until half six seven o'clock and by the time I've walked the dog had a shower had something to eat sat down it's I'm fucking knackered and it's like I'm just going to put something on that I can eat too and then I'm going to go to bed. Um, so yeah, I really don't watch that much. Um, about the only thing that I have started doing like as a regular thing is watching Laura's um, premieres when she puts them out on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's mostly because of the uh, like the social interaction in the chat whilst it's going on. Um, but yeah, I, I really don't know. Like I I just triage it. I know I spend a lot more time on like Instagram and stuff like that. So I know if I see on there that someone's putting out a, a video that I really want to check out, I'll make a point of watching that. Otherwise it's just, oh, I've got, I've got an hour free, which never happens, but yeah, you know, I've, I've got a bit of free time. I'm going to uh, have a look at my subscription page and just look at the, the latest ones. Um, or if someone like Al or Jamie or whoever drops me a message and says, Oh, have you seen so-and-so's latest video? It's fucking great. I'm like, right. Okay. I'm going to go watch that now. Um, but yeah, generally I'm a Terrible person to ask because I'm really fucking bad at it. So that's that's my answer. (laughs) I'm
0: gonna give you a 10 minute Uh, answer, but don't ask me.
2: I have had to really parse down um the amount of things that I'm ingesting media wise. Like books have been kind of the preference. Books. (laughs) Books have been kind of the preference recently, just because um I do have a lot of podcasts that I listen to, but I, I don't know. This is probably just a personal opinion, but I have a hard time listening to something or listening to an interesting podcast. And then 10 minutes later, realizing that I don't retain any of the information. I'm like, well, I didn't give that proper attention. Or I, I I guess I didn't care about that as much as I thought I would, you know? So something about like, my recognition of the value that these things add or the information that I'm gaining from them. So, you know, I'll listen to the full blast stuff because I, I like listening to Jeff talk and you know, the Cowboys that were on recently, I haven't even listened to that one yet because I want to give it <laughs> proper time to listen to Ben Snur talk. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but as far as some of the other ones, you know, Steve ologies, like I, I'm just stacked up on Ologies stuff right now. Mm. Um, because they all seem very interesting. But the last one I yeah. listened to was hers with Bill Nye, which I was like, oh, my God, Bill Nye's on the Ologies podcast. This is going to be great. And I don't really remember what they talked about. I'm like, I love Bill Nye. Why don't I remember any of that? Um, It's the same thing when it comes to the YouTube stuff. It's It's difficult for me to, you know, I genuinely want to watch these people. I want to support them by giving them my viewership. But it's just not enough time in the day to watch 10 YouTube videos that are all 10 plus minutes long. I just, there's too much of the day and I don't want to, as per our very first question, I don't really plan on having those on in the background and not paying attention. So it it kind of feels bad, but like, they're not going to feel it and they're not going to notice. And it's, I I would definitely
1: say like, if, uh, if you want to cut down on your podcasts, just change your podcast app. Because having to go through and manually—that's <laughs> a like, very good shout. <laughs> like you, you just cut them down so much. Like there's so many podcasts I don't listen to now because I just forgot that I need to resubscribe to them. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. I've I've done the same with the podcast stuff. Interesting. Al, you got anything you want to add?
0: Yeah, it's a struggle because uh, I'm the same. I've got so many, and like I, I, I would love to sit down and watch them all, but there's not enough time in the world. Um, and there's also like, there's a lot of things where I would subscribe to something because I really liked one of the things that they did, which I'm sure everyone's guilty of. And then you realize that a, either the entire channel is like that. So there's no reason to watch hmm. any more videos or b none of the channel is like that, so you don't want to watch any more of the videos. So you <laughs> so a healthy thing to do would probably be go through your YouTube subscription th- list and just have a good call. It's kind yeah. of, it's, it's cathartic if nothing else um but it's also yeah you're kind of doing them a favor i remember john heiss putting a video up once saying please unsubscribe unsubscribe from my channel and it wasn't clickbait It was like i have this many subscribers but i only get this many views so so it just means that some of you aren't watching so i I don't want you subscribed because it's of no value to me um in, in his typical grumpy manner um so yeah, do yourself a favor, like Steve says, either slice your pod- podcast list in half by just choosing one app or um, just have a good call <laughs> because chances are there'll be stuff that you, you may be not into anymore or you're only into for a bit, or you found a better channel. So just go through and have a bit of uh, a spring clean because it, it, yeah. it, it, it helps remove some of the stress.
3: Yeah.
1: That's a good shout. Uh, right. Brett, your question is next. Although, Jeffrey I I ask you James again? Yeah, I might actually tack on my question to it as well, because they are quite intertwined. There are there
0: some crossovers. Yeah. Crossovers? Coss- yes. It's like a butter-filled question crossover. All right. Well, mm-hmm.
2: I love how this is written from... I hope this is directly from the doctor and not somebody... Want to nope, there is, right no,
0: there is no ad-libbing or um, verbatim.
2: This is all verbatim. Okay, so as certain skills become more popular do you think the spread of technique that are unsafe or maybe inefficient is an issue or thought of in another way how important do you <laughs> think learning some basics from someone with a lot of experience is a good way to kickstart learning a new skill so i don't i don't understand the first half of that because it's just confusing
1: so i just quickly want to go in um and add on to uh, that because John's question is can you provide in uh, some advice insight on how you go how you go about learning new maker crafts or skills so that's why I kind of said that they were intertwined right, right. Um, I
0: think that the first part is saying is it a good idea that like lots of people are getting into blacksmithing because it's not safe
1: well I think it's it's not and just have... that it's it's more okay I, from the way that I am reading the question is it's more <laughs> a case of... Explain yourself James <laughs> The way that I'm reading it is, like, blacksmithing is a perfect example. There are so many people out there that are like, ah, I've got my first forge. I'm going to make an axe. And it's like, uh, maybe start a little smaller. Who the hell
2: would do something like that?
1: Yeah. Or I'm going to start making chef's knives. Like, I had a guy um, that wanted to come. He wanted to rent my workshop, like, two weeks after I'd set it up. He wanted to rent my workshop to make uh, high-end chef's knives to sell, having never done anything with any kind of metalwork, and it was like you no 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 you 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 go away and you learn this i mean like for me i i constantly preach about learning the basics first like that uh the axe that i did the other day like that's my fourth axe um but i've been blacksmithing for five years like and i fucking love making axes and i really want to make more but I wanted to put the time in learning the basics. That's why my fourth axe looks as good as it does. Like, don't be wrong, there are fucking 100 things wrong with it. But if I'd have just gone straight in and not spent fucking hours and weeks and months doing bottle openers and nails and skewers and all of those other boring things, like, my fourth axe would have looked... Just as shit as the first acts that I made. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I think it is a huge. I, I think it's hugely important whenever you learn any new skill um, that you learn the basics. But that being said, if it's a case of you're going in and doing a taster class or something, so say, uh, say you want to go and learn pottery. Um, I don't think you should go there and just spend an entire day just rolling out sausages of clay and making a single ring pot sort of thing like if if you're just taste like trying something out and taste like testing it then yeah by all means go nuts do do something that's that's fun and different and all that if it's just a one day thing but if you want to if you know that you already enjoy it and you want to take that further I think it's hugely important that people learn the basics Mm -hmm. um especially with something like uh, blacksmithing, where it is so fucking dangerous.
0: But you can't, yeah, but I think dangerous could be taken literally and figuratively. So yeah. blacksmithing is dangerous in that you can burn yourself, blow things up, kill things. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's literally dangerous. But it's also like figuratively dangerous to the industry and to the craft and to the art yeah. and to the other things you're doing. Because I, I liken it to like everyone's got a fucking camera in their pockets now. So everyone's yeah. a fucking photographer all of a sudden. Yeah. It's like, no, you're not. You've got no concept of, you know, color theory or composition or layout or focus or depth of field <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah. Never mind getting into the actual technicalities of understanding photography, just the, the art form. <coughs> but you can take a picture. So so all of a sudden, everything's a picture. Every, everything's a photograph. Everyone, everyone Everyone's a graphic designer. Everyone's on Fiverr. Every, you know, everyone can knock out a hammer and charge 350 quid for it. Like it's just it is dangerous in the, yeah. the figurative sense for everyone involved because it devalues everything, so then everyone's expectations are lowered, yeah it's like, well well i saw I saw this person do that, why can't you do that? yeah, uh, because I've got ten years of experience and I've got a hundred grands worth of specialist machinery, and, <laughs> yeah uh, you know oh, well, <laughs> you could just do that any yeah. any any old way you could just drop yeah. forge it, yeah, well you could, you'd get it made in China, but yeah, it's so uh, like it's massively dangerous for all parties involved. Apart from what you're saying, Steve, which is the entire opposite of that, where it's really healthy to get a basic understanding of everything. Like I have a basic understanding of of smithing because that's Mm. what I want. I want to be able to go, oh, you know what? I'm in the middle of a project and I need a curved, I need just a bent bit of metal. So the easiest way to do it is to heat it up and, and knock it square. Yeah. You know, I'm under no illusions that I'm going to be knocking out a, 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 <laughs> a premium chef's knife in the next yeah. half hour yeah. because that's not my time frame or my skill set. So I definitely think it's both sides of the argument.
1: Yeah, right. yeah. I, I really like the way that you put that, and especially the, the thing that instantly came to my mind when you were talking about that was when we went to the Yandel show uh, a couple of years back and there was some guys, some older gents that were sat there and they were selling off their marketry stuff. Um, where you like cut out bits of um, veneer, uh, wood veneer, and make stuff out of it. Oh, was this at Yandels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and they were selling the the finished product for less. Oh, it's ridiculous! Price. It was.
0: I was. I was. I was offended for yeah. how, much, how
1: cheap that stuff was. <laughs> yeah, and they're selling it for less than the cost of the materials and. That, that's great. You know, they just want to get their stuff out there and they're just doing it for a bit of fun and everything else. But then if you get someone that's actually trying to do that for a living. Mm. Like all of a sudden, it, like you say, it completely devalues their work. I mean,
0: I think, in fact, I think it was, I think it was the opposite, Steve. I think they were doing that because they wanted people to take it up because, yeah. it's the, because it's a lost art. Mm. and And I think they were genuinely like a bunch of old guys who were like, I want the next generation of, Market or yeah. <laughs> the um, collective noun is because th- that they just wanted to share that passion and that's why yeah. they were giving away their beautiful works of art for a quid.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just it, it's mad, but um, but because you get a lot of the same with uh, like the wood turners and obviously we get a lot of it with uh, with blacksmiths where people are doing it as a hobby and then selling something that's not necessarily up to the the highest of standards but they're selling it super cheap because they're, they're not including their time. They just want to cover the cost of materials. Mm-hmm. But that then makes the step from a an amateur's uh, piece of work to a professional's piece of work that much bigger, which means we have to spend that much more time explaining why we have to charge that much.
2: Right. I, I think the only thing I will add to this is um, my understanding, whether it's my own experience or stuff that I've noticed about other folks is generationally, everything gets a bit quicker, right? We, we as us three, um, probably know more about computers than people that have been around longer than us, right? Or when talking to my parents about how did you not learn how every television works every time we got a different television, it's like (laughs) we had to learn, we had to learn more faster and we were given more information because of things like the internet. But we, I am convinced that like our generation was, uh, you know, kind of forced to, to go faster, learn faster. And it became a bit of a skill for certain people that were able to pick things up a little bit quicker. I mean, Al, I think you're a prime example of just like you're somebody that could be set to a completely new task and probably get the basics that you refer to quicker than most yeah. or, or faster than the average bear. Um, So I have to be mindful of that idea with with people that I discuss things with um, in terms of. Going, oh well, you have to do that for five years before you can get there. That's not true. There's, it is very, very difficult to put a gauge of time that is necessary for someone to reach whatever that uh, obscure goal that you're putting out. Like you need a blacksmith for five years before you can make a knife. I think maybe an old way of looking at things because it was like, well, yeah, you'd spend those five years just filing and lugging coal for your master Smith that you're working for nowadays. That's not how it is. And as much as I appreciate Steve and Joe and Al kind of razzing me with being like, you need to make a hundred good nails before you do anything else. I'm not going to do that, but I've made quite a few nails as warm ups and things because I recognize the value in it. I, I, I have a hard time talking to people when it comes to smithing specifically where it's like, oh, you've only been doing this for six months, but you've made 30 hammers and you consider yourself a hammer maker now. Like, it's tough for me to have a conversation like that because I don't want to judge their skill level based on their time because mm-hmm. some people are good at learning quickly <laughs> and making good shit. But nine times out of 10, that's not how it works. Like you kind of need to put the time and the effort in. So I have this constant battle with where do you, where do you pick and choose your fight to say like you should learn the basics or Holy shit, you're really good. There are, you know, Enigma level violinist people that come out and they're six years old and they can play, you know, amazing pieces of music. And you're like, well, they haven't been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. But there's few and far between. I don't
1: know. Yeah. And I, I think it's it is a uh it's not necessarily an easy answer. I mean, like I say, I am very much a proponent of um you need to learn the basics. That's not necessarily you need to spend five years making nails. That's you know, you need to understand what what your heat is like and how the steel moves and things like that. Like I I think um especially if you're only going out at weekends like your first few like say your first 10 sessions you should you shouldn't be looking at um trying to make an axe or a knife or whatever you should just be looking at experimenting with the steel seeing how it moves and getting shit moving and you know getting to the point where actually you can make a a flat taper um just because it's slightly like, so that's the thing so I I think it's very easy to, whenever, the same as with everything, whenever someone says, oh, you you should definitely learn the basics first or no, fuck it, go off and do whatever you want to do. That's the best way to learn or whatever. It's always the same as everything. It's always like two polar opposites, but actually it kind of sits somewhere a
2: little bit more in the middle. Um, yeah. I think the, the, <clears throat> the idea that in Al's office world with the designer stuff, like, Al, how many times have you seen, you know, a CV or anywhere that's hiring that's like, you need six years work experience, but yeah. you know, well and good that the the 18 year old that's coming out of high school, who's an amazing graphic designer has probably got that all figured out. So like, there are worlds that I've looked at that I'm like, that person's better than me. And they've been doing this for six months. It's just yeah. how it is. Yeah. I like but- the idea how you put it, Steve, where it's like, can you prove to me that you have an understanding of how and why? And then timeline might go out the window a little bit or i might be a little bit yeah. more lenient on that
1: yeah i mean like i said there's no there's no hard and fast rules it's just a fact of don't don't um don't expect to make the world's most beautiful knife on your first time on the forge like it's yeah. it's that simple um that being said uh, in answer to john's question of like insight on how you go about learning a new craft or skill try it take take a class go out if you can take classes go out and take classes on it if you can't take classes figure out the most basic project and do that do it a couple times and then keep keep coming up with projects that improve new skills i mean it's it's one of the things that i think gets talked about a lot in the maker community of you know if you if you want to learn something there's you you can only learn so much from watching a video or reading a book or anything else sometimes you just need to go out there and, and experiment and play around
2: do we try and rapid fire through the, the next couple? Yeah, we can do some more. Some of them are just really simple, quick ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like the next one goes pretty quick, but uh, right. Al, it's yours, right? Yeah. What's your favorite curse word? Fuck. the American friends' curse words. Brett? Fuck.
1: Fuck's a good one? Steve? Yeah. Uh, I know we've said it on the, uh, on the podcast before, but I don't like saying it right out loud on it, but definitely, the, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So it's I just an adult show. That...
1: Yeah.
0: And if but you've yeah. got any problems, uh, send an email to John Willis because he asked that question. Yeah. Uh, um, what about you? I'm really getting into like old, like Victorian swear words mm. where they're just mm. like, you know, like you watch something like Gangs of New York. Yeah. And there's just really, you know, Chiseler and things like that where it's just yeah. like, a, it doesn't sound offensive, but probably yeah. at the time it would really, so like Scobaloccia. It's just—it just, it sounds funny. It sounds like a, a Lewis Carroll monster. Yeah, but it just means that you're lazy.
1: I like one of the things that I like doing though is uh, adding um, non-sweary words onto a swear word. So rather than just calling someone a cunt, it's, you vile cunt. It's just that much more impactful. And yeah, that—that that to me is—is is what I like doing. Is—is is chucking the the swear words in with uh other other words are making them that much more potent. There you go. Amplifiers. Uh, yes. Go. Right. Okay. Uh, Press speaking open amplifiers.
2: Oh nice segue. That was an
0: actually good segue.
2: Uh, Lucas and then Brett just stopped talking. <laughs> Lucas Lucas Hadley says any advice around lighting and sound for videos? Uh my short answer would be you should have them.
1: Yeah. My short answer
2: is clad everything in OSB.
1: For the sound.
0: And for the lighting. Really? <laughs> Do you get that nice sort of orangey kind of 70s Tint to hue everything. to everything? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. If you can, paint your walls white, because that genuinely helps a lot. Uh, in terms of sound, um, don't rely on your onboard mic. Um, it, It's the same as anything. It... If you want better sound and better lighting you have to spend money there are ways of doing it cheaper but you know and when i say spend money i don't necessarily mean, mean go out and spend 200 pounds on a set of really expensive you know correct color led lights it could literally just be a shitty old lamp with one of those ikea paper globe shades just to mm-hmm. diffuse it a bit like mm-hmm. yeah it, it's it, that's a whole fucking series of, yes. of videos and topics. Like, it's a which really professionals hard. Professionals
0: can do a lot better job than we can,
1: but. Yeah, exactly. There, but there I've, are a lot of good videos on that.
0: I've, I've got a couple of real key things which I've picked up in my short time making
1: very poor
0: quality amateur videos. Sound wise, yes, to Steve's point, get a mic if you can. You know, yeah. get a shotgun mic if you can. Point the microphone at the thing that you want to record. So it's not just recording ambient noise all the time, but one of the biggest things is in editing and it's just about sound levels. Yeah. Just address your sound levels. Like you can see the waveform, you can see the audio waveform (laughs) in your editing software. You need to try and get the whole thing at the same level. Otherwise you've got audio where it's like this podcast where one person is really loud and one person is not (laughs) as loud and it's really annoying to listen to. So you just need to, if you've got tools, turn the sound of the tools down. If you're talking, turn that volume up because people want to listen to what you're talking yeah. about. People don't watch the YouTube videos to listen to the sound of tools, Yeah, especially not if they're sped up or it's a montage or they're sporadic. Yeah. Like if it's ambient and it's nice and it's background music, like something from The Forge, yeah, that can be really nice. But yeah, make and- sure that the levels are even throughout the whole thing, otherwise you've got really obnoxious, like drops and increases in sound.
1: Yeah. And, and two quick things with that, like as well, if, if you're going to put music in, then account for that in it as well. Make, so make sure the same volume. Yeah. So yeah. Not, yeah, oh, yeah. Drop it cool really really loud.
0: Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. Because so many comments on YouTube videos about music. Yeah. It's not necessarily that the music is shit or wank or not to your taste. Oh, I don't like that kind of music. It's yeah. that it's really fucking loud and yeah. I've got to either mute it or turn it off. Yeah. Um, that's that's audio, lighting. And on, one dish. quick one on, on the audio.
1: <laughs> Sorry. And if you if you're doing audio, then don't just. Sometimes it's better to continue the audio on after the video has finished, or start the audio a little bit for uh, beforehand, and and crossfade yeah, like over. Getting J cuts now when L cuts. Yeah. 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 Like, you. You, you don't need to just go. Everything stops at this point. You can fade things in and out, and, yeah. and that does make a big difference. That does help.
0: Yeah, lighting wise, and this is fundamental the amount of light you have, and Brett, you're an exception, massively, massively increases the quality of your video. Yeah. So if you're shooting in a low light environment, not only does your camera try to compensate with masses of ISO and just fills the whole picture with noise and makes it look really shit and low quality, it may, depending on your camera, also massively increase the shutter speed. So yeah. your camera exposes each frame. So to forget frame rate, your shutter speed will be massively increased. And it just means that the whole image is blurry and motion is blurry and it looks horrendous. So if you can get as much light in as possible, especially indoors, it's gonna make everything look amazing. It's gonna make your colors look better. It's gonna make your footage look crisper and sharper, your resolution better. It's gonna reduce noise. So even before you've started, even before you've used a so you can use a really shitty old camera, but it looked great if you've got loads of light.
1: Yeah. And one like just to continue on that point, um, for the forge videos, the the way that I go about it, I set the shutter speed to one fiftieth of a second, and the frame rate is at 24 um frames per second and that works perfectly and then the iso adjusts the so the iso adjusts automatically um what i would say is if you then want to do a really cheap simple easy upgrade to uh how you're shooting get a variable nd filter Um, you don't need to get a really expensive one you can spend like 30 quid and get a decent one and it's fucking brilliant just don't do what I did with this last video and forget to um, manually set the ISO, <laughs> because otherwise you end up with a really, really high ISO, ISO, really grainy footage. Um, that's a really nice like level, like light quality, but everything just looks really grainy and shit. Um, and that's that's not fun to deal with afterwards. And
0: just before Brett goes in, one last thing: if you can't get good lighting, an alternative to that is a faster lens. So just a lens yeah. with a bigger aperture. So the F number on lens, the lower that is, the more light it lets in. So the better the picture quality and the brighter the image. So you don't have to worry about all the things we just talked about, but yeah. then you starting to spend money.
2: Yeah. Right.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I just wanted to inject the lighting situation. Everything that I've done in the new workshop is uh, my lights are the Ryobi temperature controlled lights. So there's two different kinds of shop lights at least offered by Ryobi, there's one that's just two or three different levels of the white light that comes out of the thing. The ones that I have are, they would be like 40 quid, 50 quid. Um, so they're a little bit more expensive, but they have a temperature control on them, right? So they go from full white to full orange. And I just get to play with them to figure out what mood I'm trying to set. But as far as having production level lighting in the shop i do not have it but i really like how things are turning out considering how little i've spent on putting a couple of lights up <laughs> the only issue is just be very very mindful of your shutter speed and whatever kind of light you're using because mm. different lights run at different frequencies <laughs> and <your shutter> speed, <laughs> yeah there's, there's, there's nothing they, yeah, yeah. there's nothing worse than watching using a video and be like it. this is so w- well done but you just you see the shutter actively yeah, yeah. going and you're just like, Oh my God, I can I'm going to have a goddamn heart attack watching this thing. Yeah.
1: Don't, don't be afraid to record mm-hmm. 10 seconds of, of footage and play it back and watch it before you actually film the, the thing that you're doing. Yeah. So, like Two that.
0: little tiny things additional to that point, Steve. <laughs> <If> you, <laughs> it, it's a, it's a, such a fucking great subject. If you can turn off automatic metering, it will make, yeah your video is so much more enjoyable to watch because it won't constantly yeah. be flicking between dark and light and your camera won't constantly be adjusting. Yeah. The only flip side to that, I would say if you do any welding, because it's really handy if you're welding yeah. for it to do the opposite and actually adjust for the brightness. Otherwise, you just have welding videos where it's just completely yeah. blown out. So there's two sides to that. It's it's like my whole thing with autofocus, turn fucking autofocus off. Yeah, If you've got a static shot and you're making stuff, yeah, you, you shouldn't be focusing on anything. Yeah. Set the focus and then turn it off because otherwise the whole image is going like this the entire time. And by this audibly, I mean, it's going in (laughs) and out Um, and it's the same with metering. So metering adjusts to the light levels. So if you are wearing a black jumper and you walk in front of the camera, the whole camera adjusts to the black jumper and then if you step away again, it adjusts back. So the whole time the image is changing its brightness, which is really, really off putting when you try to watch and be
1: immersed. Yeah. I mean, the the one thing I will say with that is uh, other than welding, um, I can't do it on my camera. It doesn't have that functionality. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm stuck with that. But it works really nicely when you bring a really hot piece of steel. Yes. Like you've got a nice shot, you bring a hot piece of steel in and then it, it darkens down and then yeah. gradually fades back. Because it's that, almost, that it's really almost
0: cool. doing it as part of the shot. Like it's almost yeah. doing it as if it is warming up, which is really nice. Yeah. It fits with the theme.
1: Yeah, I mean that. That's the thing is, if you've got technical problems with um, with your setup, try and use them to your advantage. Try and make yeah. them work for, for you. Um, do you guys want to do one more quick round? Yes. Cool. Uh, right, Redsmith, uh, Now that you've now that you have time to think about it, I'll ask <laughs> again. Favorite word and least favorite word and why? Ooh. Ooh.
0: I've got a collective group of words that I'm starting to really fucking hate. Is one of them awesome? Yes. It's super, <laughs> it's, so it's not necessarily that I don't blame the words. I blame yeah. the usage of the words, and it's just the collective group of superlatives Yeah. because there's so much fucking hyperbole in the world these days, and I appreciate that in itself that was a contradictory term, <laughs> um, a hypocr- hypocritical term. It It really devalues the nature of language when people start yeah. to use Overuse superlatives and and everything is amazing and everything is the best and everything is fantastic and even in the context of what we've just been talking about so every question that we've been asking people learning new skills and it's like oh my god that's amazing it's like it's not is it and the problem with yeah you can be supportive and you can show people that you're excited and encourage them by something that they're doing but if you if you tell people that that what they're doing is Beautiful all the time. Oh, kids are beautiful. First of all, stop judging children on what they fucking look like. But second of all, like it doesn't help. It's not your husband is not the most beautiful person in the world. (laughs) (laughs) You know how it's 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 dangerous because it devalues everything. It's like if it's if you put everything in bold, nothing is in bold. Yeah, if you turn the volume up on everything, you can't hear anything. Yeah. So please reduce. Like the 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 expression of emotion to things that warrant it and deserve it, hmm. because it, yeah. it, it it's almost the opposite of the effect that you're trying to achieve. If you're trying to encourage someone and be positive, if everything you say is wonderful and amazing and positive and and to this to the nth degree amazing, it isn't. Yeah, because you said that about that the breakfast you had yesterday was the best breakfast ever. So how is the breakfast today? The yeah, best, <laughs> unless every day your breakfast keeps getting better. Yeah, it fucking isn't, is it? Yeah. I
1: mean, stop it. <laughs> I like I I'm so guilty of overusing certain words. Um but I I fucking love language. I think it's such a a one how often that is a powerful that, is, tool. that is a but it's not hyperbole because you do. No, no. You know that you yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. But I am um, my, my my problem with it is I um I I love writing things down because I can stop. I can reread it. I can think about things. I can go, that word's not quite right. Let me think about it. Oh, I want to use that word. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas when I'm talking, I, my mouth tends to go, well, my brain tends to go faster than my mouth can anyway. Um, and I, I have a bit of a, an occasional stutter and I, I pause halfway through a, a word or a sentence. Um, to kind of, basically, because my my mouth or brain needs to buffer, sort of thing, Um and so, which is why I fucking hate getting interrupted. It's one of my real pet peeves. Um, but I mean, it's not all. I don't know. What you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you both. <laughs> uh, but it's because I I want into using awesome or great or that's oh that's fucking brilliant or whatever. I want to be able to use those words, but I I just can't because um because of the way my brain works that being said my my speech was much worse when i was younger and i i would constantly find myself um like a a word would get stuck in my mouth like i wouldn't be able to say it i wouldn't be able to complete that word um because it it was it's stuck there in my head so i'd just be there going "Uh, uh, 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 uh," like not even a being able to breathe back in because i need to complete that thought i need to complete that that word um and so, because of that, I've um, I would consider myself to have a fairly um, eclectic vocabulary because um, I like I consider myself to be fairly articulate because I had to be because I in my head I'd have to think of synonyms for the word that I'm trying to say to try and trigger it in my head. Right, that's the word that you're trying to say. Fucking say it, sort of thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, like I, I love words, and I don't, I don't have a, a least favorite word. Like some people don't like moist or whatever. It's a great word, and it this also goes really along moist.
0: with lots of great things. Like yeah, uh,
1: carrot cake, oh. moist carrot cake,
2: roast beef. Yeah. Honestly, one of the best, one of the best uh, single lines from Monty Python is when he calls the Lady of the Lake a moistened beet <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, I love um, that so much. <laughs>
1: But yeah, no, I don't. I don't really have a, a least favorite word. I mean, there's there's obviously words that I I don't particularly appreciate um, that have certain connotations to. Oh yeah, there are horrible words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but the word
0: the word itself, I don't. Yeah. You know I don't. I don't dislike the the onomatopoeia or the the yeah. you know the the pattern of the sound of the word.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um. So then yeah, it's, it's the usage. It's the usage is what yeah what we mean by what words that we like and don't like yeah and i think if you i mean because i could talk about this for fucking hours and if you have any interest at all in like all of this i would highly recommend uh going to one of al's previous spiffs and checking out the allusionist um podcast because it's a fucking great podcast and they talk about words and the etymology of words which is something i find really fucking interesting (laughs) um yeah uh go go check that out oh um, that's a, but that is an interesting one though steve just on that point i
0: think when you think of words that you don't like you think of the the connotations yeah when you think of the words that you do like you think of like how they sound yeah like yeah i like cigarillo because it just sounds really nice <laughs> and it's fun to say i All like right. the word
2: vestigial yeah
0: because aud- audibly a- it's great
2: yeah, and it makes
0: your face do a fun thing when you say it.
1: I've got three words that I really like, but Go on. only, only when someone from Glasgow says it. <laughs> and that's purple burglar alarm. If you try and get a Scotsman to say, that, or particularly a Glaswegian to say that, it's fucking hilarious because they can't. And there is videos on YouTube. Just search purple burglar alarm. It's fucking hilarious.
2: But for the sake of Red asking this question, I will admit that my fondness mm-hmm. of the word or term serenity has grown over years.
0: Yeah, Well, it's also a pretty
2: I, word. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. just like fin- or typographically, mm-hmm. when you look at it on a page, it's got a really, it's got a really nice series of letters that just kind of string together, depending on how they're written. Like, oh, it's very. well cold no, that's order. it's weird that you say that because subconsciously I was thinking
0: about how the word looked as well when we were just talking about words. Exactly. So that must be a design thing. Cause I'm thinking of the the shape of the letter forms. Yeah. So like loads of Z's and E's together. Well, that's really boring. Cause it's just really linear and you mm. know, it doesn't, it's not going to sound nice or look nice.
2: Yeah. So. I think it's the visual balance that happens if you capitalize the S and then go all the way to the end of the word and you have <laughs> <and> T <it> Y visually, <laughs> visually offsets the weight of a capital S. Yeah. So something about that is very, serene
1: (laughs) uh cool right next one then um
0: graham dallas what is your single best skill not necessarily maker related and what are your best worst traits or habits i think we've already done something similar on the previous round so maybe what is your best best and worst trait or habit
2: i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna do a call back to what al said earlier you can't tell me to uh half ass anything. If if somebody's going to ask for a a doodle, you know, drawing of the day during Inktober, <laughs> I I can't give you something I've done in 10 minutes. Yeah. It's just not how my brain works. So this is a this is a hilariously cliché or bullshit way of answering this question. It's like going in for a job interview and you're like, "What's your what's your worst trait?" and you're like, "I, I work, work too hard." hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it is okay. genuinely i'm i'm not trying to justify by yeah, saying no. i work too hard it is it is legitimately a bother um more often than it's not where i have a hard time just doing the quick and dirty way of anything just like do it. It just needs to get done. I get in my own way so often just because I cannot let go of things. I make them too precious. I, I have too hard of a time just uh finding the forward momentum and writing yeah. that rather than taking 15 steps back. Call this answer an example. I'm trying to work on my my speech and my and just the way I express ideas i'm trying to be more concise with those and i very consistently have a a roundabout way of doing or saying or answering things and i'm trying to make that be tighter yeah more concise
1: i think probably my this is a fucking awful question for me because i my worst trait is if you ask me a question about myself i just go and i don't i don't like talking never picked up on that
2: never Um. picked up on that (laughs) once steve not once
1: but i uh yeah I I don't like I'm quite happy to talk about facts and like stuff like that but I don't I don't tend to talk about um stuff that's going on with me um but I think the uh the thing that I would probably say is both a good and a bad thing is I have a habit of being quite blunt and I think because sometimes it's it's a needed thing and I'm quite happy to say no, you're being a dickhead and this is why for these reasons but that's that can be a really good thing um and it can be sometimes needed but s- sometimes it's uh, it's just being a dick and it's not necessarily a good thing to do um so yeah that's kind of my answer to that mine's similar vein and it's kind of like brett's but it's the opposite
0: i don't know but it doesn't matter because <laughs> it was brett's was opposite anyway um All but right. it's like stubbornness yeah so like I'll keep doing something till I, till I get there and brute force it and achieve it, mm-hmm. whether I yeah. know how to do it or not. But that's also really fucking annoying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it
0: is. So, yeah.
1: But, oh, cool. Uh, right, last one then.
2: Is that read by me? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Why? Why? Why is this the last These one? These were random. It was all random, as was the allocation. I I hate james now happy birthday james <laughs> you're the worst here's james's 15th question that he's asked you've just farted on a really important video conference call they definitely noticed they've all stopped talking and they know you don't have a dog based on the items in front of you now how do you proceed i hate uh, you james you're the
1: worst I, I literally have a dog in front of me right now Sorry. <laughs> You
0: quickly, yeah. you, you just quickly search yeah. for like a YouTube video um, that has funny sounds and audio in it and play that and pretend that you don't know that they can hear it.
1: Yeah. Or and, you just, you, and
0: you just like go along like pretending to nod into their conversation. <laughs> and then you go, oh,
1: oh, oh, whoops. And then you- Sorry. The cord, yeah. Or you just go, oh, sorry, that was my chair.
0: Or you go, I'm a fucking human and we all fart every day, all day, <laughs> including you. So stop pretending that you don't
1: fart. So what? You yeah. Me. Because you know what farts are? Farts are spiffing. People People that we think 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 that are spiffing. In which case, Al, what's the order? Boss. Boss. Uh, That means Brett is first.
2: You're such a... Oh, you're just the worst. Uh okay, you know what? Screw off. Um <laughs> I got a YouTube suggestion a couple of I don't know, maybe a month ago and it is a blacksmithing channel but it is very atypical and I still I still can't quite figure out if The person shown as the Smith in these videos is actually the person running the channel and hopefully is benefiting from the hundreds of thousands of views that he's getting. But the channel itself is called Amazing KK Daily, which just sounds like a clickbait, (laughs) nonsensical title. Al, we hate the word amazing. But I've actually been quite enjoying it because it's a guy, I believe, over in Thailand, and he's a Smith. Just scrap heap of a workshop. With an anvil that looks like it may have been an old drive shaft for something that he's now like mushroomed out the top on. Here's this really janky looking power hammer. And oh my gosh, like some of the stuff that he makes. I, I'm genuinely just watching this channel with seeing what somebody can do with very, very minimal tools, but a good amount of knowledge. I don't know enough about it, and they don't really inject enough of the personality of the guy to know if he's the one running it. But it's a super, super interesting channel. It's nice,
1: yeah. Uh, what was the channel called again? Amazing, amazing KK
2: Daily. Amazing KK Daily. Cool. Um, yeah,
1: it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Let's check it out. Uh, Al, you're next. Yes. You, you um, said boss. I think you mean, meant bass. Yeah, boss. I was doing it in a Dutch accent. Ah, I see. Obviously.
0: Because um, it's a Dutch name. This channel is very fun. It's on Instagram and it is called Dubanchi or Dubancy. I'm not sure if the C is an S or a G. I'm, I'm, I think Dubanchi because they're from the Czech yeah. Republic. Um, D-U-B-A-N-C-I. And it, the whole Instagram feed is this person just making little characters out of acorns. That's it. <laughs> and it's amazing. fucking amazing. The amount of personality and character. I mean, it's all about the the as we've mentioned earlier, the, 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 the lighting and the composition and the photography, um, and the propping and the setup and stuff, but basically it's an entire world, like an imaginary little forest world where everyone is just a little acorn person and there's like, there's little different characters. There's like, you know, obviously like a mum acorn and a dad acorn and like a little kid acorn and they go on adventures and use the props of the forest. And it's just charming and wonderful and escapist and I love it.
1: Nice. Sounds very cool. It's delightful. Yes, it's a good word. Um, that means it's me. Uh, I am going to go for a collective um, spiff. Uh, I am just going to spiff the of Tools Facebook group, basically, uh, because there are a bunch of people in there who have been extremely helpful over the last uh, few weeks. Um, and also just everything that's going on with the treasure trade and that as well. It's um, yeah, it's just a fucking delight to see. It's it's really helped keep me um, keep me on top of things recently. So yeah, all of you in the group, go you have a pat on the back. Well done. Can I do um, can I do an unspiff? You, of course you can.
0: Um, things on Facebook that are, are not three D. Just stop it. It's not oh, a 3D, it's not oh, a three D photograph. Okay. That's not yeah. what three D means.
1: Stop it. Yeah, it's 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 the fucking worst. um cool uh any other business uh
0: go and buy an amazing handmade limited edition bespoke pangolin ornament to help save the pangolins because they're the best animal ever no hyperbole
1: and where could one do that
0: uh you go to berlin prop shop (laughs) instagram account and i believe the directions are to then send an email to the appropriate email address
1: cool Yes. Uh yeah. Go check out Kara's account and all the details are in the post with the pangolins in and it which also, just as a side note, fucking beautiful uh photos there. Like that set dressing was chef's kiss. There you go. Um Cool. Uh, there's nothing else from me. There's nothing from Brett. So if you want to find us, you can find us in all the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks or on YouTube at The Forge. Uh, you can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13 and you can find Al at Al's Hack Al's
0: right. Hack
1: To be fair. Yes. And if you want to find us as a group, uh, Fools of Tools at podcast on Instagram, FWTPodcast.com for the website and the Facebook group, Fools of Tools. Um, Just, just, yeah, just put it into Google. It's fine. Uh, I think that's it. So without further ado, we will see you all uh, next week for another exciting, fun-filled show. We love you. Bye. 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 Bye.